issues are not easy to understand so we try our best to understand it ourselves and um, fact check everything in the best way to break it down the shit so you can understand um, here on the show how government treats us as a, as a whole okay now we have a great lineup today so again thank you for being a listener subscribe share it's absolutely free no cost okay there's a lot of interesting topics that I want to address with the listeners today, okay? Now, mainly, being that it's black history and <clears throat> certain black iconic leaders tend to drown out some of our prolific inventors, um, stable icons, from back in our um, our days, so you know we're used to seeing Harriet Tubman um, get his pra- her praises. Martin Luther King is mainly majority. Um, the spot he takes the spotlight when it comes to Black history, being that you know he has a, a day reserved for him. So we, when we look at Black history, that's some of the things we look at. Oprah. Um, whatever we connect to black history but we forget about the legends so um, Robert Abbott okay he was born December 24th 1870 and he passed away in February 29th 1940 he was an American lawyer um, newspaper publisher and an editor Abbott founded, founded the Chicago Defender in 1905 which grew to have the highest circulation of any black-owned newspaper in the country. An early um, inherent of the um, Baha Fate, okay, in the United States, Abbott founded the um, Bud Belinky Parade and Picnic in August 1929. The parade, which had developed into a celebration for the youth education in African Americans lives in Chicago, Illinois, the second largest in the United States of America, okay, um, he attended, um, Hamilton, Hamilton University, Kent College of Law, all right, um, he was active there from 1901 to 1940, okay, his, he's, whew, accolades are some of the greatest, um, Abbott tried to set up law practice working for a few years in Gary, Indiana and um, Topeka, Kansas and he returned home to Georgia for a period then he went back to Chicago where he could see 
changes arriving with thousands of new immigrants from the world south all right now the chicago defender after settling in chicago in 1905 abbott founded the um, chicago defender newspaper with an initial investment of 25 cents equivalent to eight dollars in uh, 2021 okay so he started printing in a room at his um boarding house his landlady encouraged him and he later bought him an eight-room house so um he wanted to push for job opportunities, social justice, and was eager to pursue blacks to leave the segregated Jim Crow South for Chicago. A key part of his distribution network was made up of African-American railroad porters who were highly respected among black. And by 1925, the organization of a unit, union as a brotherhood of sleeping car porters they often sold or distributed the paper on the train. So the Defender Circulator reached about 50,000 by 1916, 125,000 by 1918, and more than 200,000 by the early 1920s, credited with the contribution to being the great migration of the rural southerner, I mean, southern blacks to Chicago. The Defender became the most widely circulated black newspaper in the country, and it was known as American Black Newspaper. It successfully resulted in Abbott becoming one of the first self-made millionaires um, of African-American descent. Okay, so his business expanded as a, as an African-American um, moved to the city and became an um, a urbanized northern population from the early 20th century through the 1940s, 1.5 million blacks moved to the major cities in the Northeast and the Midwest. They were eager to know about the conditions to find houses and learn more about their new lives and cities. Most were from rural areas of the South. From 1890s to 1901, all the Southern states had passed constitution or law that raised barriers to voters registration and effectively disfranchising most blacks and many poor whites so they utterly um closed out of um the political system and kind of this is why we do black child news because if you don't see it or whether if you don't want to believe what i'm saying to you right now we are kind of reverted back to that because there's other things that distract us from what's going on onto into the news so it disenfranchises our communities and it also closes us out of the uh, political system as well so the schools and the other public uh, facilities reserved for blacks were typically underfunded and ill-maintained so legislation imposed Jim Crow, Jim Crow conditions proceedings facilities for blacks that were set separate but never equal okay referring to the um presley verse ferguson in 1896 case in which the u.s supreme ruled that segregation facilities such as railroad cars um providing separate but equal conditions were constitutional so the northern and midwest um industrial centers were were black and could vote and could send children to school and were recruiting more workers based on expansion of manufacturing and infrastructure to supply the U.S. Um, expand the population as well in the war in Europe, which started in 1914. So basically, if this war didn't start 
because you know they needed soldiers and best, best believe they used a lot of black soldiers so it had to kind of just be a warring play for um, just case uh, Plessy and Ferguson to even kind of get some hearsay on it okay but they will still keep think about how fucked up the country is and this is the, the history of the country because you know we're still human okay even though you don't want to accept this into society as that, okay? Um, but this is not too long ago where you will give us something equal but still keep us separate. And that right there is just going to always be that cloud that hangs over this country. And you know, until the world, I think, ends, <clears throat> okay? Uh, but they were able to, you know, provide... You know, and recruit and send their kids to schools and stuff like that in 1914. So the Pennsylvania Railroad and others were expanding at a rapid rate across the north needing workers for construction and later to serve the train passengers. So the defender told stories of earlier uh, uh, migrants to the north, giving hope to disenfranchise and oppressed people in the south of how um because how the Jim Crow was you know just bundling or busting down there Abbott throughout his writing and the Chicago Defender expresses these stories and encourages people to leave the south for the north he um said a date of May 15 1917 for what he had called the great Northern Drive to occur. In his weekly, he showed pictures of Chicago and had numerous classifieds of house, housing and addition. Um, Abbott wrote about how awful a place the South was to live in, comparison to the idealistic North. Abbott wrote words described the North as a place of prosperity and justice. The persuasive writing thereby made this journey probably the greatest stimulus that the uh, migrates have. Now, that word migrate, I kind of really don't like to say that because we're American citizens. We built this country off of blood, sweat, and tears. And when um, white folks moved out of black communities, why wasn't that called the migrate? Why was that just called the white flight or whatever? Why can't what we've done was just be a black flight? Uh, it's not migrants. Um, but Abbott was a fighter, and he was um, a defender of rights, and he listed nine goals as a defender bible and one of them was american race prejudice must be destroyed two was open up all trade unions to black as well as whites three was representation in president cabins four was hiring black engineer firemen and conductors on all american railroads and to all jobs in government five was gaining representation in all departments of the police force over the entire United States. Six was government schools giving preference to American citizens before foreigners. Seven was hiring black motor men and conducting on and conductors on surface elevated and motor buses line throughout America. Eight was federal federal legi- legislation to abolish lynching. And nine was full enfranchisement enfranchisement of all American citizens. So the Chicago Defender not only encouraged people to migrate from the North for a better life, but to fight for their rights once they got here. The slogan of the paper and the first goal 
um, was Americans' race prejudice must be destroyed, okay? And Bob went on openly to discuss his African-American histories in his article, including difficult issues. He wrote, um, basically, um, a miscegenation uh, begins as soon as the African slaves were introduced into the colony, um, the colonial population, and continue to uh, a habit to this day. You know what I'm saying? So, what more the opposition to intermarry has um, heightened in the interest and the solidified in the feeling of those who recently. Who recent, I'm sorry, who in recent, the injunction of racial distinction and their beliefs that the law restricting personal choices and the mate violates the Constitution and that the decision of two intelligent people to a mutual love and self-sacrifice should not be a matter of public concern. Abbott also published a short-lived um, periodical um, called Abbott Monthly, who um, basically introduced Chester Himes and Richard White, the defenders, after we promoted the north, the northern side of migrants of black, you know, columns, not only reporting on, but encouraging the great migrant. All right, so um, they're basically legacies of our times. Um, Chicago is where he died, or and where he lived to his death, okay. His house is a landmark in Chicago. Uh, his ho- his childhood his childhood home is in Woodville, a neighborhood that's now in um, Savannah, Georgia, okay. But um, read his bio and check it out and check out other black iconic people. You know when to just keep on looking at Martin Luther King. And let's get Harriet Tubman on the back of one of these bills before the treasurer fucks up and we start going digital with money. At least that. And then we're going to start doing anything else for um, to help with black air, HBC, the schools, the colleges. Let's start getting some black African... Um, Art and start turning them to the, the NFTs, whatever they doing with them things, because I, I we're starting to see that they're blowing up, making a lot of money. So the colleges can start doing this to gain some money in, in, the, in the interest of this. But um, we'll be back after this break. Let child news. News. If you made it back, you made the right decision, and I appreciate for, I appreciate you totally for making that right decision. Um, because there's so much stuff that we want to cover and make sure that you people are up to what is going on in our fucking world, okay? Now, Harris is mourning Ty Nicholas is, um, at the funeral. And, um, the funeral is called for police reform. And I think it's BS, yo. I think it's tasteless for Harris to even show her face publicly at this point. I feel the family's gonna take whatever comfort they can get. And they don't kinda see how fucked up Harris is being there can it's, it's just 
don't look right. The vice president. She's not for the people. This is something that's beneficial. It's going to benefit her in the long run. She's going to use this. So in her political journey, she can always, because when it shits go bad, which is going to go bad for her, it's going to go bad for Biden. So she's going to use this to try to be something to hold on to, to keep her, her black card, I guess. But the vice president, she attended in uh, the funeral. The vice president expressed how she hoped that Nicholas' death might shine a light on the path towards peace and justice as she calls on Congress to pass police reform legislation. Harris, it it took for this young man to be killed by police. There were a lot of young and old black men that had been killed already before young Nichols or young Nichols was killed by the five cops. I say this all the time. What the fuck is reforms doing? It makes us look foolish. The funeral service took place less than a week after the footage of his arrest was made publicly, shaking the nation. Um, the video of the fucking police brutally beating this kid, especially against people of color, like. In their color, them being the officers charged in the Nicholas death are all black. How fucked up. After all the things we go through in this country, the hardest blow to this situation is that all those officers were black. Now, as vice president of the United States, Um, we demand that Congress pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Joe Biden will sign it, and we should not delay. So this is what the president is, the vice president is trying to present now. But this shit, should, this shit, this tells you how much they care about the lives of black people. Because how long has George Floyd's death happened? How long do we have to wait for fucking Congress to pass some shit such as serious as this? Because they don't take this shit as serious. They don't give a fuck if a young black kid got killed by a cop. Long as their mother votes, or their father votes, or they whoever votes. Come on, we know what it is. Um, the legislation originally introduced this shit in 2020 and again in 2021. That's what hurt. You have to introduce this shit twice. Black people, wake the fuck up. You got these companies that's promoting Blue Life Matters with all of these fucking blue flags. But you look at this shit. Wake the fuck up. 
walking around with your work shirt and they got a blue life flat. That is so appalling. Especially after a situation such as this one. So it proves that it's not a black and white thing when it comes to the police. Like internally, it's just the police system is flogged, it's fucked. They're the authority that's been abused amongst police and all the shit that police get away with. Like, come on. But the bill twice clears the House under Democrat control in 2020 and 2021, largely among party lines, but it never went anywhere in the Senate. The Senate's fucking clowns, a bunch of them. Even after Democrats won control in 2021, in parts because of the disagreement about qualified immunity, which protects police officers from being sued in civil court. Fuck that. You protecting a fucking a murderer? Come on. And the role for police reform, it only comes more stupid. Fuck it. It's stupid. And then the new Congress, now that the House Republicans who have placed their priorities elsewhere are in the majority. Dumb shit. Senseless. We're all going to fucking hell in a handbag that's on fire. Senator Democrats picked up one more seat in the last year midterm elections to patent their majority, but all, but they are still far short of 60 votes that would be needed for such an effort to succeed. That means any pol- police and overhaul that can find meaningful support in Congress will likely be stripped on the kind of measures for what protesters are going to be calling. need to wake up stop letting these fuckers um, pull the bullshit over our fucking eyes and Al Sharpton his punk ass he likes to just sit there and be a fucking a puppet to all of this shit what does he do he does the same thing Harris does don't give a fuck and McCarthy, hopefully, after the first meeting with Biden on the debt limit, shit. I hope they can put an end to, to the bullshit at the end of the day and find some type of common ground because the whole country is going to fucking feel it. You think gas prices are food? And, uh, no. Um, McCarthy did not walk away from his highly anticipated White House meeting on Wednesday with agreement in hand to address this debt limit. But the signal optimist that both he and the President Joe Biden can reach consensus long before the United States reaches default. McCarthy and the President exchanged political jabs ahead of the meeting, pre preempting them all the negotiations with red line relayed to the president. And on social media, but emerging from the West Wing on Wednesday, the new House Speaker had an exceptional, hopeful tone as the underscore that he believes that they can come to an agreement. Maybe the Chief of the Treasurer got on the House Speaker and said, Listen, you fucker, you don't get that right. 
we're all gonna go to fucking in our fucking hair back. But the United States hits the debt ceiling by um, set by Congress in January, forcing the Treasury Department to start taking over extraordinary measures to keep the government paying its bills and escalating pressure on the Capitol Hill to avoid any catastrophic um, defaults later this year. So the White House and the New House GOP majority has been at odds how to resolve a way to rise the debt limit. And while McCarthy called it a good first meeting, he also noted that they still have differences in perspectives on this. And he thinks that at the end of the day, they still can find common grounds. It's not about your personals. Fuck you. It's about the people. What the people going to go through, guys? Guys, sometimes we vote some of the most horrible politicians into the wrong places at the wrong fucking time of our lives. Uh, in the meeting, the White House statement said the president made clear to McCarthy that it is a shared duty not to allow a default on the nation debt, which is true, I agree. Following what was his first White House meeting since he won the speaker, um, the speakership. So McCarthy said he believes that a funding agreement could be reached for the next two years and that you won't see any um, bullshit anymore. Okay, so let's let's pray that these fuckers get it together. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Hit us up on Facebook, Black Child News. Um, I appreciate you guys for being listeners. And, um, for those who don't listen, I still appreciate you still too. Um, subscribe is free. Don't be a bitch. Black Child News. More to come. Peace. Right.